love at first sight? Me neither. Those were the words that started the whole Emma Gale success story. And for 20 years and 12 novels, it seemed like nothing could go wrong. Until now. All right, guys, that's special. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is going to be good. You guys asked for it. I know Trevor did because he, he remember him saying this not too long ago. And Trevor sent me a message going, God, Kieran, listen. Yeah, I yeah. know we want to do some Die Hard 2 maybe or maybe Batman Returns, but I don't want to see those again. I really, I really need you to see this next, this next film. Oh dear! And I said, Trevor, you sound like you're really into this. Because please, please, can we please do this? And so, Trevor, <laughs> just for you, we're gonna do a castle for Christmas. Okay, you land bastard. <laughs> so this is oh, yeah. So we talk about Hallmark movies a lot, and and how they pretty much have killed the traditional. Christmas film that we all went to the theater to see, you know, yeah, like Home Loans, even the Jingle All the Ways, the Grinches, you name it. The Formula crop. Well, here's you keep saying that, and I'm gonna. They are. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. You're not wrong, but I I thought long and hard about this. Yeah, I know. Really sad. I yeah, I'm about to say you have fucking nothing better to do. <laughs> so you have these Hallmark movies. This is produced by um, a man called uh, Brad Creboy. Who actually does all these? He's had 222 credits to his name, and 160 of them, or 170 of them, are this kind of film. Shame on him! It's unbelievable. And he started doing B stuff first, like uh, you know, directed video, Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren stuff. Yeah, but he found his niche. So he works. He he's got this great American family. It's kind of like a Hallmark version of a different version of Hallmark. Yeah. Then he. Does another one. He works all over. And listen, these kind of films, I watch them. Not because I'm, oh my God, what's going to happen next? I put them in the background. And I just do putting around whatever. I would It's kind of like, I'm not going to argue with that one. But it's kind of like candy corn. I love fucking candy corn. But I will only touch it in October. Because it's the Halloween candy I grew up with. Also, it's so, not good for you. Yeah, that too. But... <laughs> I'll eat bags of it for October. But then after that, I'm done. I don't have any craving for it. It's kind of the same way with the Hallmark Christmas films. Are you saying they're a guilty pleasure? Yeah, that could be it. They're, they're so stupid. But here's the hit. We, we talked about how two Christmas movies get a pass. At least the, the bigger budgeted ones. Because they have a, they have a, a decent message. They're well-meaning. They're not mean spirited, you know. You just go with it, and I'm actually I'm fine with that, especially with the Hallmark films. I will go with that as well. But here's the problem I have with these fucking films. They all have the same message. <laughs> yes, this is it, and it, it, this is the perfect word. They're lazy. Yeah, because all they are is copy and paste. Uh huh. Big but big marketing woman. She's about to take a big job. She has to go to the local yak farm to yeah. fucking meet uh, the the guy who raises yaks. And she ends up, do I stay with this blue-collar farmer or do I go back to my big job in the city? That's every story. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a smug asshole here, but see, 
before I watched this and whenever it started, this A Castle for Christmas, I predicted every single dramatic beat in it. And I see by the end of it, I was yep. right. There's not an original bone in these films. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem I have with them. I don't mind if they're sweet, nice, and even predictable. Okay? I'll even give it that. But when it's literally just a cut, they literally will take the entire cast from one film I just watched, Yep, put it in another town, tweak the actors to give them different roles, and pretty much just erase the names, give them different names, change the job, and there you go. But at the same time, people, uh, they wouldn't make this trash if there wasn't a market for it. So, like, that's a bad reflection on society as a whole. Yeah, well, you know, there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having them. Um, I'm okay with that. It's just, I wish people would at least go, stop watching them, and maybe because other people know, we're not going to watch these until you give us something more original. They're anti-creativity. Um, yeah, there's there's none here. Um, and, and, you know, God love the actors. There's actors who literally, that's all they do is these Hallmark kind of... They're Cuban actors. You know, I don't blame the actors. They're, they're, you know, they, they have they're to doing, work. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing their jobs. Yeah. And kudos. But when this one came out, I think it was Netflix, and I see two actors who I actually have a lot of respect for having to do this, it breaks my heart. <laughs> well, um, Cari Yules, is that her? I have always struggled with pronouncing his um, surname. Um, but I've always liked him. Um, he was I, saw the I love Robin Hood and Tights. I grew up watching them. Princess um, Bride, yeah. I mean, you got Brooke Shields, yeah. who uh, not only an incredibly successful model, she did Blue Lagoon, a very controversial film in the 70s, like Pretty Baby yes. and uh, Endless Love. She did a lot of controversial films because she started at a very young age when she was like 15, 12. Right, she was modeling from she was very young as well. Yeah, and so she kind of had that Jodie Foster where mm-hmm. she, like Jodie Foster, who starred in The Girl from Down the Lane, I can't remember, I apologize if I'm butchering that, and Taxi Driver, quite controversial. Yes. And so did Brooke Shields. So I have nothing but respect for her. And you mentioned Carrie Elwes. It's Elwes, I believe. Yeah. Um, Princess Bride, Crush, Shaw, Kiss the Girls. He was great in that. Um, oh, he's very good. And he can act. He's, he's a good actor. And, and they all still act today. Mm-hmm. But why? Brooke Shields, I, I, I would say the difference between Brooke Shields and Jodie Foster is Jodie Foster can act. Brooke Shields is... Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. You probably haven't seen... I, bet, I guarantee you the movies I just mentioned you never saw. I, I was just about to come to that. I would... Um, I don't think... Before watching this, I, I obviously knew of Brooke Shields. She's you know fam, very you know famous Hollywood personality, let's just say. But I was watching this and I was thinking, I don't think I've ever watched a film with her in it. So you can't judge her there. No, but well, but, well, I can judge her on the merits of this film alone. That's not fair. Well, that I, is all right, not well, fair. You know, fair enough. But based on this film, oh, um, well, she's fucked. She's no Jodie Foster, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, no. I mean, she produces and she writes. I mean, you know, she's. She so seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. She was one of the executive producers on this. Well, so was Carrie Ellis. I'm sure they just said, hey, you know what that means, by the way, when they give an actor executive producer? Uh, it just Nothing. makes it more sort of creative input. Not and really. Money. I don't, maybe money, but really means nothing. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, what's his name? 
Ah, uh, David Washington, a new actor who's in cr- the creator. Yes. Um, that's uh, Denzel's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was when he was young and he read the script for Bookie Vili, one of my favorite Denzel films. Yes. And he told his dad to do it. Uh-huh. So Denzel gave his kid an executive producer title. Yeah, it's a pretty meaningless. Yes, that's a white title. Um, Joel David Washington, is that his name? I'm not Can't too remember. sure. But he's a good actor. God, he closed your eyes. It sounds just like his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're doing this um, because Trevor wanted to. So did, I, did I hail? No, you, I still remember the conversation. Couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I said, hey, why don't we get the Batman Returns in? That's, be, I, that's, that's really dark and very good. This no, no, no. Fuck Bat- you said fuck Batman Returns. I hate that film. This I want to ty- do a castle for Christmas. <laughs> this is the type of film is the antithesis of the stuff I would choose and watch. Wow. You got a big word for you. <laughs> I'm showing off. <laughs> um, you know, it sucks because usually when a director has a hit, especially now, especially in the horror industry, yes. they usually take off. You know, they... They can stay in the horror genre, or they'll go and do bigger budget things, whatever they want to do. Well, the lady who directed this did that, but Mary she Lambert. never took off. I don't get it. Mary Lambert did Pet Cemetery back in 89. And Pet Cemetery too. And two really good, you know, freshman, sophomore outings. Yeah. yeah. And then she just, poof. She, she still directs. Pro- she's competent. She does a lot of TV and stuff. But what happened? I don't know. But I know she... Um before Pet Cemetery and after Pet Cemetery, she did a lot of um, music videos, include especially for Madonna. Well, yeah, but that's, we talked about that with David Fincher yes. and Michael Bay. They all start there too. You know, yes. that's kind of the that's kind of where everyone starts. So did Russell McCulley, who did Highlander, and yes, that's right. Yeah, you know, they all kind of start from there. But uh, yeah, I just never. Uh, she's a name I haven't seen in ages, and I was like, what? Wait a minute, I know that name. Is that yeah? Way? So. As soon as her name flashed up, I was like, whoa, like the director of Pet Cemetery, you know? Oh, boy. I, w- I wish she could bury this one. Yeah, but exactly. No. But, but it not come back. Actually, no. if the had a hope all it does come back because then there'll be like dead people in it. I, I was going to say, um, that's what this film um, sort of missed, zombies or demons or some sort of shit like that. You know, I, you know, I'd have, that oh, would yeah. have had me on board. Uh I love how the English actors are playing Scottish. There's no Scottish actors around, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, what this film <laughs> missed the trick here. I mean, they could have went full on Wicker Man here and had the villagers, who, by the way, why are the villagers portrayed as complete simpletons? You know what I mean? These people are just so fucking stupid and annoying. I get that they're to prop up the the, the two main leads. You know, Brooke Shields and Carrie Ulis, or Ulis, or however it's pronounced. Um, but they just come across as really annoying simpletons. So they do. Yeah, I mean, you got the knitting club and shit. Oh, what, what the, yeah, exactly. Who, I mean, and, and how many people live in this village? Is it like fucking 10 of them or something just? It's like, I know it's a small village, but... I actually saw that. 153. 153 well we only see about fucking like the knitting club you know what I mean and they're, and they're complete and other fucking simpletons no no offense do you want to see any more of them <laughs> yeah, well that's true no but they could have had the, um, what they really missed the trick was with was they could have had the um, village you know going full on wicker man and actually being um, a pagan cult uh, they were actually wanting to sacrifice you know Carrie and Brooke at the end and a giant wicker man I, I had to watch that you know 
Wow, sick fuck. No, no. Well, I'm a better than what we got. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah, you, you got pretty much Shofi, Miles. They got Thomas, who's Miles' right hand man. Mad Ma- Ma- Maddie, Helen, yep. and Angus. There you go. There's there's your cast. I can't even remember the, the characters' names. They were just fucking stupid. Well, Earth, I Simpleton. I do it for our listeners because our listeners always take notes. Right. Well, <laughs> well, maybe not in this case, but um, I yeah. Uh, I, I, it was just... So, here's the plot. <laughs> All right, Sophie's a writer. She just had an ugly divorce. Her now ex-husband cheated on her with her now with his now fiance. She has a very popular character, and in the book, she has decided to kill him off. But like misery. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I wish it was misery. <laughs> uh, decides. As a way, her character Winston, she is going to kill him off. And this starts off with a little cameo by Drew Barrymore, who kind of goes after her for killing off a beloved character. And that decides, she decides she needs to get away for a while and go to Scotland to see, to really dig her into her, her father's roots, where he was once a groundskeeper in Scotland. Yep. McGinty is the most. McGinty. Yep, he was a groundskeeper, Willie. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Oh, dear God, I don't even know. Why. So we meet Miles as the Duke of Dunbar. He's kind of a cock. Yep. Um, <laughs> Basically, it's like every, not just these types of films, but every sort of Hollywood rom-com, it follows the same formula where basically they meet, he's a bit of a dick, they don't get on, eventually they, you know, get on a bit, they fall in love and, you know, everything's great. Then they have the big fallout moment where they have yep. a fight. And they and then so they, you think it's good. Oh, no, they've, they've broken up and she has to leave and blah, blah, blah and all, all this here. And then, but right at the end, they put it together and they, they, they both see the errors of their ways and get together and live happily ever, ever after. The end, fuck off. You know, it's, it's yeah, formerly trash. So... I think it's pretty powerful. Um, so, right, didn't you? So, yeah, so Miles, obviously he is the Duke and he doesn't want to sell his property, but he's doing the best he can. She thinks he's a dick, but she finds out that he's just doing it because it saves the town. It brings income. Yes, he's a good man. He's a good out. guy at heart, and he's yeah. just angry about the whole situation. So he decides he's going to use her by taking... Uh, his her offer, just take the deposit and use the deposit to fix things up, get things back in the track, and then withdraw the offer. Yeah, he's doing it for the villagers, basically, in the village. Yes. Um, who basically don't deserve anything because they're fucking idiots. Yeah, they have a netting club. You know what the f- you know. And I, 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 they always put this, this type of character in when American um, companies do um, like films set in Britain. They always have this sort of like four weddings and a funeral and stuff. They always have this sort of quirky female character who's a bit sort of new age and hippie. But this is filmed in Scotland. I know that there, but oh, okay. the, the, you see the young girl in it. She's just really irritating. You know they've always done that with these. Whether Scottish or an English character, they'll put the zany one in. Yeah, that's tough to say. They seem they seem to copy what's worked well. There's yeah. a zany character, and sadly, she passed away, I believe. Yes, but she was. She was. A, she was the younger 
best friend of Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yes, yes. He she always had the cocky, you know, the different color hair and stuff. Yeah, she was she wacky. Was, yeah. yeah, quite likable. Ever yeah. since that film came out, there's always been that same kind of character. Yeah, but get it here with um, the younger sort of yes. female character. Yeah, we find out that Brooke Shields is also a fucking hairstylist. Oh, that that's convenient, yep. Which, by the way, is after you see their hairstyle, I was like, Jesus, did you not graduate? Because this looks like <laughs> shit. And what's going on with the guy, who, the, that older guy with the, like the beard, who, who's also in the knitting club? I got He's weird deaf f- in real life. Oh, was he? Right. Oh, right. I yes. don't know that. Right. Wow. Wow. You, you're <laughs> making fun of the deaf person? No, I'm making fun of a character, a fictional character. Wow. If the deaf could hear us now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sorry. Well, we'll, we'll go on. <laughs> I I I was having a pop at the um at a, at a fictional character. I didn't know that guy was his, there his in real life. Partner died, right? And now you're so making they, me feel more guilty here. Yes, his partner, the character's partner, died. He was gay, I believe. And oh, you mean in the film? In the film. Oh, sorry, that don't give so a shit about fiction. Yeah. He never bounced back from that. And so that's why he's quiet and reserved. I think that's right, how they play right. it. Right. Well, I, I mean, I don't give a shit about making fun of the fictional world because it's not real. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, we're gonna get in trouble for that comment. Like, okay, I don't care. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting good listeners. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, all three. <laughs> Your mom, my mom, <laughs> and the people will pay. Oh. <laughs> uh, Damn. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That, that's basically... We've just, that's the entire plot. Yeah, that's it. I, have, I mean, you have this... Yeah, you have this stupid scene where... Because she's a celebrity... Um, and I'm sorry, nobody knows... Like, we mentioned this before. Unless it's a notable face like Stephen King... Nobody knows what author looks like what. Yeah. And they do this all the time in these films. Oh my God, you wrote this. Yeah. It's, you don't know who this person is. You wouldn't well, know. Well, to be fair, I think they're like sort of basing her in a way on J, like somebody like J.K. Rowling. So there are big name authors out there that um, are recognizable. But yes, for, for the oh, most okay. part. Oh, okay. No, you're sticking up for it. That's cool, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, you just said there was. Wow, okay. That's, this is wow. dead realistic. You know what I mean? This is like, <laughs> this a, docu- is, this is like a documentary. It was so when, gruesome. You when know, she uh, takes over the tour. Yeah. Oh no, this is for Joe. She and they're all hanging on to every word because she's the writer. And then at the end, they all walk out because they're not selling any merchandise. Yeah. So she ends up getting them to buy pretty much the whole store. Yeah. And here's the funny thing is, as and then he and then Miles approaches her. Yeah, we need to do her. She needs to do uh, these tours more often. She's good for business. Yeah, she's good for business. And and as they're having this conversation. The tourists are still walking down this long fucking pavement. Where the fuck are they going? Don't they have a bus or something? They're going to the dungeon, yeah, or something. I don't know. Um, I'm a good twist. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, well, again, I, I want the dark shit. I mean, I wanted like demons or, or you know, going full on Wicker Man. You know, being a pagan cult. You know, sacrificing brute shields. Why couldn't they have like a haunting? Give us something else in there, and then like. But the haunt, but the ghost beats the shit out of her when she sleeps. <laughs> or, or <laughs> no, and I don't mean that. Uh, go get the woman. I mean it, just like, kind of like the fury. Not is the fury? No, or the entity. The entity where, that came out of fury. Where it turns ago. out that the ghost is actually um, Carrie, 
trying to put her, trying to chase her away from the house. Well, you know, it's not a real ghost. He, he's faked it all because he's trying to get her out of the house. Oh, see, that's even better. See, that's something different. Yeah, exactly. Where he's trying to scare her away from buying the castle. That would have been better than this just formerly yeah, nonsense. Yeah, because then you got this fucking montage of them getting the bond and shit. Here, here, what about the, the, this is something that needs mentioning. What about the weird fucking kissing? What the fuck was going on there? And he's like fucking. He, he, it was like he was eating her face. You know when the, they they finally you know realize that they're deeply in love with each other. You know they've fallen for each other, and then they kiss. It's just a really fucking awkward um, sort of kissing scene where he's like eating her face and she's like biting his neck or something. I don't even know. It's it's like the most on erotic thing ever. <laughs> you know, oh, it's a fucking bad movie. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I bumped off the villagers. I had a serial killer stuck on the ground. Get Eli, something. Have give Eli us, Roth. Give and, us something. You know. and, and you don't have to see somebody die. No, you do. That would have been fun. <laughs> oh, no. You know. a mass- oh. I wanted a massacre. Yeah. I can see it now. Hallmark Presents. Hostel 5. Yeah. This, the Dumbard Castle. A, a castle for Christmas, directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> Jesus. I would uh, watch, I would, like, I would intentionally watch that. I didn't intentionally watch this. I was, like, sort of put up there by you for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just... There's there's a there's a scene where, and I know Carrie Ellis was so uncomfortable, where they go to the pub... Yes. And she starts singing. First of all, how does she know the words? But okay. Yeah. She's singing oh, traditional Scottish music. And they're all trying to get him to sing. And he's just sitting there with a grin. He looked so fucking uncomfortable. It's cringe. It, it's cringe. You know, all, it's, it's all cringe throughout. You know, uh, and actually, that actually, I mean, <laughs> I don't um, reference in the Wicker Man here. And trust me, I mean, it's like night and day. But, you know, there is vague similarities here. Because that uh, bar, there is a bar scene in the original Wicker Man, where there, but it's, I mean, it's much more sort of darker and, and weirder and creepier, um, where they're all sort of singing, and Edward Woodward, you know, has to sort of, you know, well, play along, he doesn't really. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I wanted full-on Wicker Man, not, um, this is Wicker Man really, really light. <laughs> so, you know, they have no sense of Wicker Man in this. No, no they, they will but, never have seen the Wicker Man, you know. Yeah, they, well, it's not their but, thing. But, well, maybe Mary Lambert, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, so they have this montage, and they're getting along, and they're besties now. Yeah. And she goes, you know, after I I buy the place, you can stay. And he all of a sudden he goes off on her. Are you yeah. offering me free room and board in my own house? Yeah, Is I'm he like, a yeah, psycho or something. I mean, that was just a he completely flips out over nothing. Yeah, and oh my god, the worst scene, the worst scene in the fucking whole thing. So after he chucks her out, yeah, and she's gonna leave, and she's in tears. Yes, there's a scene where Carrie Elwes is reading Emma that the book. Herbert, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, is it called Emma? No, no. It's called Emma Fail. Emma. Emma was by T and Austin. <laughs> no, it's called Emma. Emma yeah. Gale. Emma Gale or something. Emma Gale or Emma. I thought Gale they said Emma Dale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Emma Gale, and that's and so he's as he's reading it, he's having flashbacks of them with the song. Play with with a song. Uh, You're the one. Yeah, She's Robbie the Williams one playing in the background. Which is a shit song as well. I yeah. wanted to castrate myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I wanted to uh, poke my own eyes out. 
<laughs> it was so bad. And then he shows up. She's about to leave. And he's like, oh, sorry, miss. Yeah. Uh, the cab's broken. Yeah. You're going to have to. Obviously, they're making her stay. And he shows up with a, a horse for her to ride in with him to the party. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just. it's just. I promise you at this point, Carrie Elwes said, I wish I was still tied up. And I had a chance to saw off my leg. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't saw to get off the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just. And then the daughter shows up. We saw that coming. Yeah. What about the random, two random, seemingly random guests that um, appear and check in at the guest house and you've never seen or heard from before? At first, I thought that was, uh, it's completely random. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. At first, I thought it was um, the ex-husband and his new wife or something, and it was going to really kick things off. Like when I say really kick things off, as far as this type of film will ever kick things off. But I was I then dug into it a bit, um, and it turns out that these are just random characters that this um, producer throws into all his films or, or something like that. Really fucking random and stupid. Yeah, well, the whole film is random and stupid. So it kind of fits in. Yeah, it just yeah. Oh my god! And when, when they start doing the Scottish jig or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Oh come on. And then, and then um, it was pretty obvious then that um, that you know the caretaker of the um, castle and and his ex were going to get back together and see their um the errors of their ways. You know what is a major problem with this film? Everybody is um I mean. Is, is meant to be really likable. There's no like villain here, you know. Well, well, there is a full circle moment. We talk about arcs. There's one here. What? Did you, you didn't catch it. It's very powerful. Go, go ahead and like the me. deaf man. When the deaf man gets on stage. Oh yeah. And he shows his happiness and joy, which he hasn't done in a while. Yeah. As yeah. he starts dancing a jig. And the dog starts dancing at the same time. Kimish, the dog. That's the best actor in it. <laughs> best character. Even the, dog, even the dog wants to fucking out of the contract. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she writes a new book, The Heart of a Warrior. It goes back on the Three Party More show. Tells her to go fuck herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is. Oh, I mean, there's no, there's no villain here. There's no. Everybody is really nice and really likable, and you know, lovely little villagers. Hated the fucking old woman as well. Um, what the fuck was <laughs> the point? Lady, the, woman, the nicest lady in the town. Did, fuck her. I, too nice. It, it was over the top. Nice. It, it was cutie bollocks, and um, I hate that sort of thing. It, it was. It's just so forced, you know. Uh, there's no no interesting characters at all. Um, you know, not one. Um, Kari, he he does. He's the only one that can really act here. You know, apart from a few of the supporting cast who are sort of, you know, you pop up on all sorts of British sort of ITV dramas and stuff. Um, but uh, he, he, can, he can act, does a decent Scottish accent, to be fair. Um, he, you know, but, you know, overall, this is just um, pointless. You know, you know who I blame? I blame the fucking people who watch these films for this type of crap because they wouldn't make them if there wasn't a market for them. So people need to sort their shit out and stop watching this rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's not much I can say on it. I mean, just it's shit. But you know, Trevor, you watched it, so you picked it out. So <laughs> you're the reason why this is happening. God, Trevor, I wanted you. You know, we're now we ironically uh, we are now um, just as bad as the people who watch these because we watched it as well. We're twice. The just as much. As I watched them. this twice. Yeah, 
I, I, I went on to IMDb. Uh, yeah, so you're even worse than me, because I could only manage one viewing of it. I went on to IMDb after watching it, you know, did a bit of sort of research and stuff for the podcast. And shockingly, um, on the, the reviews part, people are giving this like 8 to 9 out of 10. And I'm like, fucking have a good word with yourself, you know? <laughs> I still think the ghost beating the crap out of everybody, everybody in the castle would have been great. Yeah, and, and, and everyone's good. waking up with bruises, and <laughs> like, and they all think they all think the Duke of Dunbar is the one who's beating the crap out of Brooke Shields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or else you know, yeah, either that or or it to be like some sort of cult, or or it turns out that um, the Duke is actually the sort of reincarnation of some sort of, you know, ancestor of his who was a real brutal bastard or they something. They could have played on that because there's a scene where he's cleaning the paintings and shit with his buddy Joe. And he, and he yes. goes, I'm, I don't look like one of these guys, do I? Yeah. And it could and have been like an MR James story or, or something like that or Lovecraft or something. You know? Yeah, Lovecraft. I could see it in Hallmark Museum's Castle Freak. Yeah, 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 something Lovecraftian or, or go down the slicer route um, directed by Eli Roth. <laughs> Well, we're going to end this one, and we'll be uh, jumping back into horror to end uh, Christmas month with. Um, we have the film picked. We, we're making sure we can get uh, be able to see it one more time. We've both seen the film, but we don't want to announce it until we have a, a, second, a second viewing, at least. Uh, so we'll let you know soon here. Uh, trust me, it's 300,000 times better than this piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, watching a school bus of children on fire yeah. is better than this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not into it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Um, some form of, you know, elaborate torture that you would get in the, the Saw films would be preferable to sitting through this shit again. Uh <laughs> Do you want to play a game? No. No. <laughs> no, these assholes. John Kramer ain't got shit on the fucking producers Jesus. of uh, A Castle that, for Christmas. <laughs> this should be, I can see it now. You could either put your hand in the pit of snakes yeah. in the hand, and all of them are poisonous and you've got 30 seconds to diagnose which snake bit you and yeah. to get the correct antidote into you. Otherwise, all these have acid in the antidotes. Yeah. Uh, or you could join the knitting club at Dunbar. <laughs> Give me the snakes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, jump. <laughs> Take the snakes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Any right, day guys. of the week. I, I, us- I just, I, I've always hated these types of films. And uh, this has just made me even more hateful <laughs> and angry. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, listen, guys, give us a shout if you're offended by anything we said, which I'm sure you have, because <laughs> I, I kind of stepped the boundaries a bit there. But who gives a fuck? They're just jokes. Lighten up. Yeah, we don't mean any real harm. Exactly. I always, um, <clears throat> all right, yeah, so give us a shout at Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook. We're coming up to the end of Christmas month. So hopefully we'll get the film we want to out to in a couple weeks' time. Uh, well, next week, that is. And take care of yourselves. Until then, we'll chat soon. Well, not chat soon. We'll be good. Whatever. We'll cut that. All right. We'll see, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>